Pro football player Travis Kelsey is pressed for time during the football season. So he does two things at once. Whether it's grilling while mowing. Two things at once! Or getting this season's updated COVID-19 shot at the same visit as his flu shot. Two things at once. You can be like Travis and ask your pharmacist about getting this season's COVID-19 shot at the same visit as your flu shot, if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Learn more and schedule at VaxAssist.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. What's it going to be today? Skyline three-way or cheese conies? Hmm, that's a tough one. I know. Give me a Skyline three-way and cheese conies. Problem solved. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. Josh Allen, looking deep, going deep. To me, talking about the Bills, what else would you rather be doing? We're hoping to add a, a new dimension to the Cover One network. Slings it deep downfield, Right now, I just want to talk about this championship level. I've never had a championship caliber team to talk about. I want to focus more on the storylines each week. What are the big stories going on with the Bills? What are uh, thoughts, commentary? How do these things impact Buffalo? Deep drop. Deep throw. And it is pulled in for the touchdown. Allen deep to the end zone and caught for a touchdown. Play action. Welcome into another edition of the Going Deep Podcast. As always, I'm your host, here with AJ Zabalski today, recently graduated and current fill-in and co-host, AJ. How are you doing today? Good, man. It's a nice Tuesday. Weather's getting a little bit nicer. I know tomorrow's supposed to be a little bit cooler, but after that, it's looking up. You know, a couple of rainy days coming up here on the weekend, but, you know, next week, it's going to be nice, and hopefully that sunshine continues to shine on the bill side of things. Rookie minicamp, obviously, last week, got to see a little bit of Dalton Kincaid, Justin Shorter, Dorian Williams, you know, guys that are all going to be contributors in one way or another to this roster this year. So, exciting time to be a Bills fan, and uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully OTAs coming up here soon and then mandatory minicamp here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, so weather's getting nice. We got some OTAs coming up here shortly. We have mandatory OTAs, so next week we have the next round of OTAs. Um, in May, late May, there's another round into June 1st. June 5th through 8th is the third round, and then June 13th is mandatory OTA, so we'll see how that all works out uh, in the coming weeks. But the schedule did drop for us uh, last week. You know, we're kind of a little bit late to the party, so we're not going to belabor it. We're not going to spend all day sitting here talking about the schedule. It is what it is. I'm not the world's largest schedule guy. You already know you're going to play. It's just a matter of what week you're going to play them. I did think some interesting stats came out that how favorable the schedule was for the Jets. Did you see that, AJ, where, um, where they said that they're the only team that doesn't have to play the division off of any rest uh, or, or, or um, the division. They get to play the division on extra rest. Uh, no, they don't ever have to play on short rest. Like the schedule is really worked in for the New York Jets, which I thought was really interesting. And the Chiefs from like week 12 to week 17 are on short rest or negative rest in every single week. So uh, a lot of people think the, the league is packing it in for the Jets. So, you know, first and foremost, week one, 
um, AJ, you know, going into, you know, MetLife, playing the Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Do you believe in that team? Do you believe in the Jets? Do you think they're for real? Do you think they're going to take a couple of weeks? What's your opinion? They're, they're obviously for real, Kev. And if you don't think so, I, you know, I think it's a little, just a little bias on your part. On your part, I think they have a really good defense. Sauce Gardner, uh, they have another good. Cor- the cornerback too is very good. Their combo there is very well, you know, done. They got Quinn Williams hopefully coming back. Their D line is very strong. They have a great offense um, around the quarterback. Although offensive line is a little shaky, but they kind of upgraded there this offseason and in the draft, adding Titman, a guy that was a top thirty visit for the Bills. So I think all in all. They got to put it together, and I think week one might be too soon for that. I think Rodgers might need a couple of weeks. It's a new team, new scheme, new offense. But it's it's Nate Hackett, a guy he likes, um, a guy he has a good, a good relationship with. I think Robert Sala is a great defensive coordinator. And, and the, the problem with the Jets last year wasn't their defense. Their defense was playoff championship level. Um, they're really good. CJ, they're, they're just a really talented group uh, in New York. So I think on the offensive side of the ball, they got to figure some things out. Alan Lazard, Garrett Wilson – those two, pretty good duo, I would say. Garrett Wilson's having a great year. They got a great uh, tight end combination, CJ Ozama. And uh, who's your other? They have another guy that they use quite. He's like an athletic freak. Um, but he's For not. Him. The Jets. He's on their roster. The Jets. Oh, their backup tight end? Yeah. Well, well either Tyler, way. Tyler, I mean, they signed Tyler Conklin. That's okay, yeah, Conklin and Zama are like their two guys in the, on the tight end room. So, yeah, I think they're for real. I just think it might be too soon for week one for them to kind of figure it out. But the Bills also, on the flip side, have a lot of question marks in terms of what do they have past Davis and Diggs. They ha- they added Hardy and Sherfield, and they have Shakir, and they have Kincaid, but how are they going to use all those guys? So it's going to be a lot for Ken Dorsey to figure out, too, week one. So that's why I'm so intrigued about the matchup. A lot of question marks on both sides of the ball. I think it's going to be a defensive battle, and uh, we'll see what team comes out on top. Well, Bryce Hall suit up week one. That's a question coming off the ACL. We'll see if he's ready to go, if they're going to go with Bam Knight uh, behind him, Michael Carter. Uh, they got actually drafted in the fifth round of Banacanda, a guy I, I liked later on in the draft. He was a guy that was sticking out to me at one point uh, when we were on our live for day three coverage. I have some question marks on their offensive line. I want to see what the tackles can do with Dwayne Brown and Max Mitchell. It's not the world's best tackle combination. Max Mitchell struggled mightily last year um, in his rookie season. Billy Turner is not very good either. Will Mackay Beck didn't come back. You know, he's been hurt throughout his career. So they have some they have some interesting questions uh, on their offensive line. What's Titman going to be as a rookie? Connor McGovern was signed to a – their Connor McGovern was signed to a pretty minimum deal. Um, you know, I like Elijah Bear Tucker, Lincoln Tomlinson's always been kind of a journeyman to, uh, guard to me. So it's it's not the world's greatest offensive line if they have a weakness. It's there to me, especially based on what Conducton and Titman do. Those are the two things that kind of stick out to me is if you're looking for silver linings to what the, where the Jets' downfall might be. I don't overly like that offensive line unit. It, it could be a, a downfall for them. They got traded in front of. They were really after the tackle of Roger Jones. Uh, they did not were were not able to select him, so they went and doubled down at the uh, defensive end position here with Will McDonald, Jermaine Johnson last year. So uh, they you know, kind of kind of stack up on the defensive end, but they could have really utilized that pick at the offensive tackle position. Lucky for the Bills there in that situation, but I just think the statistics there are pretty crazy. They're, they have twelve total days of rest over their opponents. The Bills are neutral at zero. Uh, so that's 12 extra days that they get uh, of rest before playing their uh, their opponents, which is uh, kind of an interesting schedule with not having a single rest disadvantage in any of their games against any of the division opponents. They get to play the Bills week 11 after Buffalo plays on Monday night. You know, they get a day less rest in that situation. Uh, so 
definitely a favorable rest schedule for the Jets. With that being said, I don't think you'll see Brees Hall. I think Aaron Rodgers is prone to to issues early on in the season before he, if he, and before he picks it up. AJ, I have the Bills taking care of the Jets in week one in this situation, maybe before the Jets get rolling, before they get some of their pieces back together. I do think that that's an interesting – if you have to play the road Jets game, I might not hate picking at week one. How about you? Like, that's probably where I pick. Oh, yeah, I'm probably – I'll take the Bills here just because of the fact that Rodgers – I think they split with the Jets. So, I, I think it's going to be either at home later in the year or this game. Um, but I'll go with a win here just for the fact that I think Rodgers is going to be off to – a slower start. He's going to have to get used to playing with that offense. I know he's been doing it at a Hall of Fame level, and he's one of the greatest to ever do it. So it might not be that big of a learning curve. But still, they got they need to have everything come together. I'm just scared of that defense. They played Josh Allen really well. Um, even at home last year, they held him to 20 points. And if Mike White wasn't in that game and the, Matt Milano was – the the Bills defense played great that game. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I think with a better offense for the Jets and a – championship caliber defense for for the Jets as well it's going to be a split but I'll give the Bills the week one win here uh to start off okay yeah no I mean I I kind of feel that and we're not gonna you know we're not gonna pick week by week games here AJ we're just gonna pick some of the key matchups throughout the season so that's that's kind of the first early one that we I guess uh at this stage agree on so so that's that's great as we continue on it kind of isn't the world's biggest you know, home Raiders, away commanders, you're looking to go 2-0 and in that stretch. You're starting off 3-0. and Versus the Dolphins, do you think that they're 10-1? Do you think they're coming in um, in Buffalo? Depends on, Depends on Tua. I mean, Tua, Tua, Tua last year proved that he could play. That that game was down. I mean, the Bills were down in the fourth quarter at home in the snow. Um, it, it all depends on Tua where he's at in week four. Um, if he's not if he's not the player he was even last year, he defenses – started to figure him out in that stretch when he played like the Chargers and the Niners. He kind of started to – he was he would get hot during the game, but he was so inconsistent. It would be like a couple good drives, and then all of a sudden he's turned the ball over. So that that game will really depend on the health of Tua Tagovailoa in week four. Um, okay, fair enough. Um, I agree. I think the Bills, that's a, that's a pretty good time to play them as well. I think that they're you know at home. They got the kind of the game switched this year, so we're not going to really see uh, any type of weird – weather elements either way it's a good time to play them i think the bills stick with it and go four and out through that stretch then off to london for the jaguars game do you see any what i mean that's back-to-back jags games for them what are you thinking as you get to london and like how do you feel about it being against jacksonville yeah i like i actually like i will not mind kev waking up at nine o'clock in the morning on a sunday and watching football and then having that full slate of games because first of all, it's a good game. Jags are going to take a step forward this year. I think they win the South. Um, and then the Bills are obviously, hopefully at this point, ha- are going into the game and you know four and three and one. So it's going to be a great matchup. I think the I think Doug Peterson's a great coach. I think he's done a lot for that organization. They have a lot of talent across the board. Calvin Ridley is a guy that is coming back um, hopefully here soon. And then Christian Kirk added to that. Evan Ingram. They got a lot of talent. You got Travis Etienne, who's going to take his you know sophomore year because he just hurt his rookie year. So this is technically it's his third year in the league with second year playing. I just like their overall roster. Um, I could see the Bills dropping that one, but I'm gonna I'll, I'll stick with a win in my in my eyes. I think I think the Bills and Josh Allen are just still a step ahead of what the Jags are trying to do. But I want to be shocked with the crowd with the Jags staying there for the extra week and getting that 
that ability to get there a week earlier. Um, I think that either it's either going to be an advantage or, or a disadvantage, and we'll, and we'll see what happens with that. They could either get yeah, second, I mean, I would, right? So I don't know. I would pick the Jags as a, as a really disappointing type of team, but their division is terrible, so I can't really do it. That was actually going to be one of my hot takes. I don't know how good they're going to be. I really think that they're borderline a wild card team. Uh, however, with their division being so weak, I don't know where they're going to get pressed from. I don't know who's there to press them. Could Indy take a leap? Maybe. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't win their division. I don't believe in that team. They were horrible for most of the year. They were horrible in the playoff game and still squeaked out a win just because of how bad the, how bad the Chargers blew it. Uh, outside of that, I don't overly like this roster. I, I believe in Trevor Lawrence. I don't like a lot of what that – I thought that d- defense got opportunistic. I don't think it's overly that good. Uh, the Andre Sisco, Rayshon Jenkins safety combination – the Tyson Campbell, Trey Herndon, I don't believe in their secondary at all. I like Josh Allen. Obviously, he's easily their best player. I don't really like much of what that team's doing defensively. It's not very strong. So I don't believe that in these title fights, they're going to be able to compete. I think they, they got in by the week division starting last year. But many people thought maybe it could be the Colts again. Maybe it could be the Titans as usual. Uh, but they just they got the benefit of those teams just never winning and then Houston being terrible. So um, this year they'll benefit from that as well. I don't think it's that great of a team. I really don't. We'll see what Calvin Ridley looks like coming off of that. Uh, Christian Kirk did, t- did take a nice step up in the right direction for him, but it's not a roster I look at and I'm overly worried about just in the long haul. And uh, I, I just I think they're one of the biggest frauds in, in, in football, in my opinion. I don't like that defense at all. I don't, I, I just don't, I don't believe in it. Their metrics aren't great. Uh, I think they're going to struggle in prime, in, in, in prime games. They'll go their normal eight, nine and nine and eight, 10 and seven, uh, maybe 10 and seven this year because their schedule's so soft. But that's, that's my hot take is I don't overly believe in that Jaguars team. Um, the, the previous year's teams where they had that little run is their defense was really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that was prime. That was prime Jalen Ramsey. They had that was when Miles Jack was playing out of his mind. Like th- that team was just stacked. Clayus Campbell was in his prime. Yeah, it's prime Campbell. Like they were prime everywhere. That defense was really good, and they were able to to knock teams off. Don't see it this year. They're going to lose. They're going to lose those shootouts to some of the better you know teams in the in the in the in the league. So I don't buy it from them. Then you then you get the home Sunday night football game against my other potential fraud team in the Giants. I hate to say it. Um, one in the AFC, one in the NFC, they both just happen to play them, in my opinion, back-to-back weeks. What do you think of the Giants? Do you buy, do you buy the 40 million Danny Dimes hype with that roster that still doesn't have a receiver one? Where, where do you stand on that? Okay, so this is where I'm going to give the Bills a loss. I think Brian Dable coming back to Buffalo. Wow. I think he's, he's going to get those guys riled up. And Kev, hear me out on, the, on this. Their the roster, right. is, they're good. Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt are their top four. You still have Sterling Shepard, um, who's got question marks with injuries, but when he's played, he's all right. You add Darren Waller. Uh, Saquon Barkley's still there. They have Matt Burita, who's an okay you know, home run hitter. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think, I mean, he's not going to – He's not going to wow you with anything. He's not a elite quarterback by any stretch, but he's average. He doesn't. He's not going to turn the ball over. Brian Dayball is very good at you know telling his quarterback to play nice, calm football. And I know it's hard with Josh Allen. He still turned the ball over, but Daniel Jones last year had a career low in turnovers. I think that repeats itself, and I just think Brian Dayball is going to have those guys fired up. I think he's going to want it uh, shown the GM. He's also you know been around the league for a while with the Bills, so. I, it's it's going to be a fun matchup. This is the game I am like 
this is the one I have circled. I want to see Hodgins. I want to see uh, if, if Sweeney can make the roster. Maybe he can come back. I think I think the intriguing, most intriguing part about this is the Daniel Jones story. What can he do? It's kind of you know Brian Dable's new apprentice. He did it with Josh Allen. Can he do it with Daniel Jones? It sure looks like they believe that he can. They added John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota to be their starting center, who at the Senior Bowl just wowed me. I think he was one of the best centers. Um, in this draft. And then their defense, uh, Dexter Lawrence, obviously they just extended. Thibodeau is a great player, even though, you know, he's a little, he's a little dirty, but he's still a very talented guy. McKinney, um, Deontay Banks, who they drafted in the first round, who was a Bills top 30 visit. And Adoree Jackson. I just think their roster is solid throughout. Um, I I think they're going to have a lot of, the the tough part is their division, Kev. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to get that one of those last wild card teams just because of how weak the rest of the NFC is. Um, but their roster in, in total, I mean, Hyatt, I know there's a lot of question marks with him, but you, you add Hyatt, you get Paris Campbell, who's a guy that Bills fans kind of wanted in free agency. I think that they're, that they're just a really good overall roster. Daniel Jones. I do, en- I do enjoy your calling out the top 30 visits to AJ. So I really appreciate you letting us know that uh, those top, the month later, we're getting the top 30 visits still getting told to us. Um, I you're higher on that offensive receiving core than I am. I thought Campbell was a nice cheap piece that ended up being a little more than I thought. I don't love Darius Slayton. I think Hyatt's a one trick pony. Hodgins a dude that couldn't make the bills. Uh, I don't, you're, you're higher on that receiving core than I am. Wondell Robinson's pretty much a bust at this stage of his career. Uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't, didn't produce at all. Uh, they potentially traded. They couldn't use figure out a way to use Tony last year, traded into KC for peanuts. Sterling Shepard, if he's healthy, is, is, is a fine uh, option for them. Their interior offensive lines a mess. Uh, John Michael Schmitz is good, so hopefully he translates for them. But Ben Bradson and Mark Loinsky are just retread guards that the Bills are used to. Those are those are Brian Dable. Those are uh, typical, even normally underneath Sean McDermott. Some of those retread guards that you're looking for. Yeah, can I ask you a question? They're not very good. That. Yeah, go ahead. Who are you confident in the interior of beating those guys? I'm just I'm like, you think Ad Oliver is is going to have like a, a really good year? Because like you you like there's there's yeah. guard there's a lot of guards in this league. I'm just curious if like you can the 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 problem with this team, and that's what I'm going to talk about later in the episode, is the defensive side, the pressure to the quarterback, the the push in the interior. I'm just not really like they brought back Jordan Phillips. Daquan Jones has been good but he's only getting order. Like how confident are you with that interior of winning consistently in the middle? Need quality and accessible healthcare at a minimal cost? Get Antidote Health. We offer individual and family plans with zero co-pays for online doctor visits 24-7, pediatric visits, mental health care, and more. Some plans even have a cashback benefit, and you'll get access to top-tier providers like Cleveland Clinic. Open enrollment has started, so sign up today at antidotehealth.com slash start. Dollar copays and cashback not available on all services or prescription drugs. Consult your plan for more information. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster. In a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Very. I mean, with Vaughn coming back, hopefully week one, the general manager said so. Will he be full strength? We'll see. Was nowhere near like that with Trey White. Like, we didn't hear a word. We didn't hear a peep on the Trey White rehab. Literally, week eight, we still, we didn't hear too much. 
Uh, when it comes to his rehab, I do believe he's ready fairly soon. If it's not week one, it's week two, three, four. Definitely by the week we're talking about here. I have, I think four is the absolute max that, that Von Miller sits out. The Puna Ford edition, being able to get push. The Daquan Jones, who is really good with Ed Oliver, who I do believe is going to take a fifth-year leap. They always do. It always happens. I think he's going to take that next-level leap that you saw out of like a Tremaine Edmonds that you've seen in the past. Jack Lawson finally put it together around his fifth year. Uh, I do believe that you'll see that out of Ed Oliver. And I really like the fourth and fifth options. You're talking about Tim Settle, a guy they, they figured would have a role. Like I don't think he's a dominant number one defensive tackle in this league. I do believe that he has the chance to be pretty good as a rotational guy with Jordan Phillips in the fourth and fifth roles, Puna Ford and Daquan Jones at full strength is, is a problem for the, we're talking specifically now about the Giants game. It's a problem for Ben Bradson and, and uh, Mark Goinsky. Mark Goinsky is a retread. He's bad. He's not a very good, he's not a very good football player. And he wasn't on any team that he played on. He's shown some flashes to continue to have his job, but I think that that's a major issue. They Basically, John Michael Schmidt's falling was interesting. He was said to be the true center of the class, was talked about from the 25 to 35 range. The fact that other guards and centers were going before him was interesting to me, AJ. Uh, I wonder what that, if people are overthinking it or if there's something there that's that's a problem. And we'll get into more of the Bills' pressure later on. Uh, but in terms of this interior, for this Giants team, not just against the Bills in general in the division that they play in, Right. It's not good enough, and we saw it hurt the Bills last year. We saw a similar Bills, you know, a retread in Roger Saffold was at the end of his career. We've seen, you know, Ike the Ike Butkers of the world. Like, we've seen some of that Brian Winters. That's what they're striding. That's the Brian Dables striding out there at the interior of the offensive line right now with a rookie center who may develop. But that that that's a very vulnerable spot for them. I don't believe in their receiving core at all. Saquon Barkley's still saying he wants more money, um, you know, which is an interesting perspective for him. I don't believe in this offense and I, the 15 touchdown Daniel Jones is just never going to scare me. I don't buy it. I don't overly like their defense enough to compensate for it. So that's why we just happen to be talking about them back to back, but the Jags and the giants are my two hot fraud takes. I just don't see it. I don't see them. I, I, I think there's a path that they both could miss the playoffs, but the Jags have a little bit easier. Their division sucks. I think they have the better quarterback. They're going to make a push. I don't see the Giants doing it, AJ. I think their division's too hard. I think they're going to compete and they're going to and they're going to struggle against the Commanders, let alone uh, actual top end teams. So I have the Bills winning this game. You're right. The Dable storyline's interesting. I'd be a little bit more interested in it in New York that they could kind of catch the Bills off guard. But we'll see what these rosters look like by then. We'll get into it in a few months. But as of right now, I just don't like the way that their roster looks. Love my Giants friends and fans. My Yankees fan. I just don't see it from that roster right now. Um, in my opinion, I think there's some gaping, gaping holes uh, on that roster that, you know, they struggle to, to figure out. Uh, so continuing on the stretch, you know, at Patriots, I don't think should cause too much of a, uh, too much of a worry. Any, any team in the league can catch you, but you know, there's nothing really to talk about that game right now. First versus Buccaneers at home. They gave that a primetime game, you know, kind of that fake primetime game, but interesting to do. I don't really, know what the Bucs are going to look like, but they still have some premier receivers. They still have some of those weapons that they had. So they're going to be interesting um, team to me, but ultimately I think the bills get it done uh, in that game as well. Moving into the, at the Bengals game, NBC, what has changed enough for the bills to take care of that Bengals game? This is a big one, AJ riff off to me about why I'm assuming you're going to pick the Bengals. 
I'm not. I'm gonna pick the Bills in this one. And uh, you know, okay. and this is and this is like kind of like when you go through a schedule, like, and this is kind of like my thought process going through it. Like when I when I saw the schedule last year and I sat down and looked at it, like I never thought like I, I marked down um the Bengals that Monday night game that didn't happen as a win. Um, but like I also yeah. marked like it there's you never know really what's gonna happen. I think like there's always that one game, like RJ says in the comments, if we can't win against the Giants at home on Sunday night, we should just tank the rest of the season and hope for a top ten pick. Like there's those games every year. Like you're you're you can be as great as you are, and you can be the best team in the league, and you can be. But the Chiefs lost to the Colts last year. Like it happens. Um, I, I just think that that's why predicting schedule. I'll always throw in like, well, hey, like you know, Dable, it's gonna be emotional Giants. So that's why, like, I no, want. Yeah, sure. Um, but no, this one I got the the Bills winning. I think going back to Cincy, I think Sean McDermott has a point to prove after you know the the defensive performance last um time against them and. You know, obviously the Bills' offense is a lot more to prove with how they performed. So I think on both sides of the ball, I think it's going to be very emotional. Um, obviously, with the whole Demar Hamlin thing going back there. Um, so I, I think with all that, I, I don't think I can't see the Bills walking out of that stadium um, with a loss. And I think it's a huge game. I think it'll get them. I think it'll get them back on their feet. They have a big stretch coming up after this. Um, it's probably the biggest stretch of the season in my eyes. It's really going to make right. a, it's going to make or break them. So I'm going to give them a win, and it's going to be a great start to that little stretch run that, that we're going to talk about. here. Yeah, and this this really starts this stretch. Like you got to take care of you got to take care of the Giants at home. Like you got to do it. You got to take care of the Giants, Patriots, Bucks stretch. You got to take care of it because this 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 stretch is is pretty tough. I mean, you're going at Bengals. You get a little bit of, I guess, or whatever you want to call the Broncos game, another, you know, Monday night or ESPN game at home against Russell Wilson. Hopefully that team's not as good as they've been and, and still struggling going forward with Russell Wilson. Then you get the Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, I guess, is a little bit of a break if you want to call it that at home. You know, they, they competed well, you know, last year, the end of the season, and then at Dolphins. So a little bit like Broncos – Patriots, you got to take care of, but that stretch is pretty, pretty tough. And as you can tell, I personally picked the Bills to get it started early, um, starting off pretty well before that that Bengals game. I do think that that means games means a lot. I think their defense has changed a lot. I think they lost a couple of key pieces that made that defense tick and what made them be able to do what they wanted to do. You know, now they're rolling Dax Hill and Nick Scott. That's a lot different than uh, than Jesse Bates. <laughs> Uh, that's a completely different unit than Jesse Bates. Jermaine Pratt uh, was able to to come back there, but um, what? Which do you believe in that defense, AJ? What's your opinion on that that defense with all the changes that they've had, especially in the secondary? I mean, they still have. It, it's going to be. I mean, Kev, you're going to learn. I mean, Spencer Brown at this point, who knows what's going on? But I mean, Hendrickson and Hubbard are still on that team. They're both very good players. Um, yep. Their interior is still good. DJ Reader and BJ Hill, both very like their D line is solid. Um, they got Pratt back, which I didn't think would happen. Logan Wilson is an okay player. Um, obviously, that secondary, the secondary is the thing that scares me. So I think it's really going to come down to how the Bills protect Josh Allen. Do they have a game plan where Dorsey gets the ball out quick? I think that's what they need to go to. This is going to be like a huge, I think Dalton Kincaid kind of, or, you know, whoever, they, whoever they're using at this point underneath to get open and get yards after the catch. Um, I think that's going to be a huge game for them. Um, and, and Josh Allen in general, I think he has a lot to prove. 
the the Bengals, Joe Mixon, and the same thing with like the Giants with Saquon Barkley. And why I'm worried about the interiors, the Bills seem to add, you know, Vernon Butler over the years, Quentin Jefferson. And like these guys, they're all talked about when they come in is like, oh, they're going to be really good. And then like they're gone in a couple of years. Like, so that that's where like the struggle comes with me is with the interior is I'm worried not only about the, the, the pass rush, but also the run defense. If you, whoever the running back is, if it's not Mixon, whomever it is, um, it's just, it's concerning to me. Um, but I think the Bills are going to have enough firepower on offense this year. Um, and hopefully when, with Vaughn coming back, it's going to make everyone around, you know, the, the D-line better. So uh, that's the that's the biggest worry for me in terms of their defense for the Bengals is their secondary. But I think with the Bills and all the talent they've added on the offense side of the ball, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a slugfest. I don't think it's going to be like a – hopefully not a 27-10. Hopefully the Bills can keep up and hopefully surpass the, the Bengals in points. Yeah, I think this game is going to mean a little bit to them with all the trash they talked. I think this game, just like you, of all the games, like could they get God against the Giants? Sure, it's possible. I just don't think you're going to get that in this game, primetime Sunday night football uh, against the the Bengals. I just don't see that game getting getting away from them. I, I really think that um, – I do believe that they lost um, an, enough to me that did, did bring him back to neutral to the Bills. We'll see Miles Murphy makes a big difference for them adding the defensive end. So – uh, the Bills are coming in healthy. They were very healthy last year in the Bengals. They've lost some of their defensive pieces. We'll see what that all adds up. They lost their tight end, another safety belt. And me, I thought Hirsch was grossly uh, underrated. And now they have to worry about paying um, Joe Burrow. And the way that that works is they can't afford it. You have to put all of his guaranteed money in escrow, um, even regardless of when it's owed. And it's really causing the Bengals problems right now. I don't know what's going to happen, how they're going to get their receiving core signed how that's going to do a trickle effect as the season goes on, but we'll have to monitor that one closely. So I think the bills will come in hot, ready, not as emotionally drained as they were last year. That game's going to be very interesting. And I think it's going to mean at that stage, a lot to the bills going forward, got the Broncos the following week. They need to take care of business heading into the jets four fifteen or four twenty five at home against Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers will have it going on at that point. I think they'll be able to nab the Bills, like you said, in a split situation. So I do have the Jets potentially taking that one away. We talked about the matchups already a little bit, but I have that one going the Jets way. A split's probably reasonable uh in this scenario. If one of them goes two and oh, that team probably looking pretty good for the division. If someone goes two and oh against each other in that matchup, uh, there's probably a, a clear favorite going forward. Uh, but I got one and one. I know I know you mentioned you did too. The Eagles at Philly. What do you think of that game? That's the one going into the Chiefs at uh, on the road too. So at least the Bills have the bye in, in between, but which is very, very helpful. What do you think about the Eagles game? Are they for real for year two or is Hurts going to take a step back? I don't – Hurts <laughs> – Hurts is a, a really good player. I don't think he's as highly – you know, regard it like I don't think he's as good as people think he is. I still think he's like a top five quarterback, maybe top top like five to seven, like on a list for me. Like maybe, maybe I could see the argument he's ahead of Herbert, but like Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, and even like Rod. I mean Rogers. I don't know. We'll see what he can do with an actual like team around him. The the, the Packers didn't do a great job of it, but the the thing that concerns me with the the Eagles is just their their roster is so good. I mean Jason Kelsey's coming back, mm-hmm. Lane Johnson. Their whole O line is very talented. You got Dallas Goddard and Dan Arnold now, who they added. Um, is a good one two combo. You have AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift gets traded there. I think that's an upgrade to Miles Sanders. Uh, in my eyes, I think Miles Sanders is a good player, but I think DeAndre Swift 
can take it to that next level. Um, their, their D-line, they got Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, who they drafted, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat. Um, their D-line is just insane. And then you got Reddick, you got Bradbury, Terrell Edmonds, who they added, Sidney Brown from Illinois, who's a really good uh, safety that from uh, Illinois that his brother actually, Chase Brown, also was in the same class, fun fact. But, yeah, yeah. they're Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Terrell Edmonds, Hassan Reddick. I mean – they're they're talented, Kyle. I think this might be the most talented roster in the NFL. Um, when you look across the board, they have every position is just very, very you know talented. Where's where's their shortcoming? Where do you think their their downfall is? DeAndre their shortcoming like, is going to be Jalen Hurts. If it, can he can okay. he be a successful passer? Um, I know I know he's he's been good, but is he able to match teams? And he did it in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. But I, I'm still concerned with will he be able to keep up with the gunslingers just because I think he's more of a, you know, runner and passer. Um, but he's proven last year that he can do it. So, but that's like the biggest thing for me is there is hurts going to be able to get it done in the air when he needs to. And if you can options for me to, to round it out, their offensive line did take a ding. They lost a couple of players. They lost Ciamalo, uh, they lost Dillard. They, you know, the offensive line did, one of their biggest strengths did take a bite out of it. I think it's still going to be good, but it's right, right. going to take it's it's going to take a mini bite out. They lost a couple of players, or they're rolling Cam Jurgens um, now. Jordan Mayalata, like it's 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 now from from really really good to just good. So I'm I'm interested to see how that plays out. And then they're they're struggling with the same kind of Bills problem. They don't mm-hmm. have a third option. Like who's their third? Who's their third yeah. receiving option? Was Watkins, Zacchaeus. I mean, those are the guys. Dallas Goddard's probably their third option if you want to like look at it that way. But receiving wise, they don't have that third guy. Yeah, they that's don't proven. have a true slot receiver. Yeah, they yeah, don't have that's a true. Slot receiver. Right. So the Bills are struggling with the same issue. I think they're they're they're. I think the Eagles have a better defensive line than the Bills, but their rosters are very similar in in lack of. I think the Bills took as much of a step as they could at the interior. Look, we talked about the interior of the Giants for a little while. Those did whatever they could to bring in like 10 solid interior linemen to find three. Like McGovern, you're going to get Osiris Torrance. Now Bates, I mean, look, they replaced both guard spots and Bates is now a key reserve, which which is great, which is where you want him in, in a spot start situation. So I do believe the Bills and then a, a healthy Spencer Brown, the Bills offensive line, they did spend time and energy to develop that because of teams like the Eagles and the Chiefs. I think this Eagles roster is really good as well, as long as they stay healthy. Running backs, interestingly, I know DeAndre Swift's always had his health issues and always had his issues. There's definitely some question marks on that offense now, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, they have two good receivers, but we have to see if Hurts can continue, see if that running game looks like, make sure that offensive line's just as good and see if they have those extra options. The same things we talk about with the Bills, I think holds true in a lot of cases, but you're right. They just had the differences. They have that defensive line. That's a lot. Uh, you know, It's in great Jimmy Jalen Carter. You know, Nolan Smith, they took, you know, and we'll see how they utilize him. Uh, so they just continued it to to engage into their defensive line. But there were some, there were some issues, slot receiver. I think they could have gone offensive line again. And I think they could have done a little bit more with the running game. So we'll see how that all entertains. With that being said, until I see that they don't take that step, I'm going to think they're just as good. I do think on the road against the Bills, and the Bills are in the, in the midst of a tough stretch, they'll probably take that game away from Buffalo. Uh, on the road, especially in that raucous environment at 415 uh, on the 26th of November, going into the bye week. So they'll, you know, rest and rehab going into the Chiefs. They'll seem to get the Chiefs at, uh, on the road a lot, as we've always talked about. 
off of a bye. They do really well in the regular season against Kansas City. They always, you know, kind of have minus maybe like one COVID year. What do you think about that game with the extra week of, of rest against the Chiefs? I don't care what happens, Kev. I don't. I'm. I'm like the, this. Chiefs matchup is just yeah. What is right? It like what? Like what is it? Like they're gonna see each other, like most likely or sometime in January, and that that's what I really care about. Obviously, it's a fun matchup. It's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be back and forth. Um, Allen and Mahomes. I mean, the best two quarterbacks in football in my yep. eyes. Um, so the, and the Chiefs do have some question marks. They lost some receiving options. Um. So I don't know. And I was actually going to ask you that, uh, Kev. That's my dad who asked it. But I was actually going to ask you the same thing. Would you rather have Stephen Gabe or Brown and Smith? I mean, Brown and Smith are better. I mean, they just yeah. are. I mean, it's, yeah. it's life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance because you'll feel protected no matter how the wind blows. Also, you can keep enjoying the home of your dreams. And our expert agents can help you save up to 23% when you bundle home with auto. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Reimagine this holiday season with more capability and more adventure in Kia's EverReady lineup. This winter, gift yourself what you really want during Kia's Season of Giving Back sales event. Kia is offering great deals on the capable Sorento and the spacious Sportage, and deals on even more vehicles like the all-electric EV6 and the fun-to-drive Forte. So visit your local Kia dealer and explore all your newfound possibilities by enjoying Kia's Season of Giving Back. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Event ends one It's close. It's closer than it's, you think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think... Steph and the Steph and Allen connection is still number one. The problem is both Brown and Smith are better than Gabe. Um, and they're both a small step behind Steph. So they, they definitely take it. Call, call Steph a, a 10, call Smith and Brown nine and an eight. And then Gabe's like a five, a six, call him a six, give him a solid six yeah, overall. Yeah. Like to me, to me, it's a 17 to 15 kind of, kind of score in favor of the Eagles. Um, so they do have a slight advantage in that category. Could Gabe take his step up? That's what I'm not factoring, but not at this stage. I do I do trend that way. I do think the Knox and um, Kincaid combination compared to just Goddard is advantage bills. Um, so yeah. the, the, the four four receiving options versus the four receiving options because then you're at Goddard, and then I don't know. Like, literally, it's Quez Watkins, um, Zacchaeus. Like, it's – their their fringe options aren't very good, and that's what I'm that's what I'm keeping my eye on. I think the Bills have a, a better, you know, even Hardy. I think Hardy's better than Quez Watkins and those guys. So I'm interested to see. I, I think his advanced statistics and what he can do is better. So it's I think it's an interesting trend. Bills in that category, but here the offensive line kind of neutral out a little bit. The secondary options evened out a little bit. The running game evened out a little bit. But yes, the two the two best options of the Eagles are still um, you know higher than the Bills are. But I think they're outside the defensive corner. line is too. They're outside corners too. There's less question marks. Slay and Bradbury are like Bradbury had a really yeah. good year last year. I think Kyrie Elam, like he's a first round pick. Obviously, he's going to get that chance. But he needs he's, to take like, he's not proven yet. So that's the, another thing. Like I think the Bills have kind of more holes like on their defense. Middle linebacker, who's it going to be? Cornerback too. Is he going to step up and be like? Is he going to be able to? 
if, if the Bills D line can't get pressure, is that cornerback two going to be able to hold his own? Like Levi Wallace, that's we get picked on. We'll get, you know what I mean. So that's like something you got to think about too. And I don't know if the Eagles have those questions, but you're right, Kev. They have lost some pieces on that offensive line, and DeAndre Swift does get hurt a lot. So that's another question. Yeah, Sanders and the offensive line losses do do start to even it a little bit, and then not. I think they should have rather than go back to back defensive line in a way. Nolan Smith. And uh, Carter, I thought that they should have either refilled in their – what they were good at, refilled in that offensive line cover because it went from great to now okay and, and not as deep as how they got there and no third option. So, to me, I, I would have gone offense there, they, they, especially after scoring Carter. Uh, but, you know, whatever's, whatever works for their roster development, they made the Super Bowl good on them. They developed in Hurts. They paid them a lot of money. So, they're figuring Hurts needs to elevate those third and fourth and fifth options. As we know, that's not always the case, even with semi-talented guys. So we'll see how that looks. Only really Mahomes can get the most out of that. And you're right, the regular season game against the Chiefs doesn't necessarily really overly matter. Hasn't even mattered for the one seed debate yet. We've won both years here in Buffalo. Hasn't came back to help them in the standings, nor have they won the tiebreaker because they've never been tied. Yes, last year was super strange with the what happened there down the stretch. The year prior, they just didn't have enough wins. Uh, so they – as bad as much as we love Brian Dable, Dable had a huge stretch in 2021. That was no, no bueno. He had a pretty poor stretch of football. It cost, a, it cost us seating. Yeah. It cost us seating. It cost them seating. So this game doesn't matter. I think the Chiefs finally take a home regular season game from the Bills. I just don't see the Bills winning three straight. I just don't. Uh, I think more statistically, analytically, I don't see it. The Bills have the extra week of rest, which is positive Bills. That really does help. Sean McDermott's very good off the bye in rest and rehab. So it's going to be another close one. Late in the season, Mahomes, I think, is different than early October. He hasn't lost, right? I don't think he has lost. He hasn't team. lost in November. I think he – has he lost in December? He's lost in December now. He hasn't okay. lost. He still hasn't lost in November. He lost Luckily, one game in December. Yeah. He lost to, to Joey Burrow last year. Right? Yeah, in, right. yeah. Yeah. In December. Yeah, regular season game. Yeah. So, uh, so that's – what's very interesting to me is um, – that they don't lose late in the year. So all those factors are in their favor. Good quarterback off of a bye, though, that'd be that time that, you know, Mahomes might log another loss. But to me, um, I do have the Chiefs winning in this one as the Bills will, you know, rack up a couple losses in a row here, which will get fans on their edge, right, AJ? will get fans on the edge. This is a tough stretch. That's why you don't drop games like the Giants game that we talked about earlier. You need to take – you need – because you're going to have this – Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers stretch. You can't afford to drop games early on the season against uh, the Giants and the Commanders and others earlier on. Raiders earlier on this year. You don't have the you don't have the luxury. You need to come ready against Dable. I think that I think the Bills roster is better uh, than the Giants. They need to take care of them. So that's why something like this Chiefs game, you know, might not be that big of a deal. Then you got the, the Cowboys coming into the cold at home where they don't play particularly well. I got the Bills taking care of Dak Prescott and the, and the, and the Cowboys that week. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you, Kev. You know, this, is, this is where the schedule for me, like going to Bills games the last two years, now my third year, like having season tickets. This is going to be the weirdest probably stretch. Even if I was at home on my couch, it would be weird. Um, so, like, going to the games and seeing – like going to 425 games this late in the year is going to be interesting because I've just never experienced that. It's always been one o'clock. And I think most fans can agree with that. This 425 stretch is really, really wacky. It's going to, it's going to be an adjustment for the bills when they're it's, they're not going to think of it now, but once they get, you know, to that, that point, it's going to be weird. I think the Cowboys aren't, they aren't, they aren't like 
good in the big moment. They're just not a good team in the big moment. I think it's going to be a big game. It's going to be on national TV. And I, I have the Bills winning this one. Yeah, I do too. That's one I feel pretty confident. I feel pretty confident in them going three and one against a pretty good um, uh, NFC East division. So three and one that I have uh, them, them rounding out that division as you continue on the schedule. The Chargers game, another premier matchup. Uh, we'll finish up on this one. Then the, then the Patriots-Dolphins is how it ends. I think they take care of the Patriots at home again. Um, so the Chargers game. What do you feel about this? Everyone has such varying opinions. Some people feel like I do about the Giants, that they're not for real. Some people love the Chargers. They've never proven it. What's your opinion on this Chargers team? Um, and where do you see it going this game? Late in the year. The question mark with me is Eckler. What's going to happen with him? Um, he's – who knows? I mean, first of all, he – Struggles to stay healthy. I don't think he's on the Chargers, AJ. That's I seriously don't. That's my opinion. Come okay. week one. Okay, so there, there's that. So that's your hot take. Okay, we'll go with Eckler's not even there. So then you're going to Joshua Kella, Kelly and Isaiah Spiller. Um, Keenan Allen's only getting older. I think he's still a good receiver, but he can't. He's another guy that his hamstring is like it's like I've had him on fantasy the past couple of years, and I just can't handle it. Mike Williams is also good, but he's another guy that can't stay healthy. They did add Quentin Johnston from TCU, who I actually do like. Um, he, I think he got a little more hate as the draft process went on. Um, but he's a guy that I've read a lot of people that I respect and they do like him as a player that think he is a very talented player. Um, and then Gerald Everett is a guy that he's, he's okay. I think Donald Parham Jr. is a freak athlete that can score touchdowns. Um, their O-line's okay, but the big question mark is going to be Herbert, this coaching staff. What can they, what are they going to do? What, what, what's the Chargers going to do? in terms of decision-making and the big moments. Um, they blew a huge playoff game last year. So that that's the biggest concern for me is what, what's going on behind the scenes. I think Herbert's got all the talent in the world, but I think the Bills are a better organization. They have a better coaching staff. They, they're going to outcoach this team. Yeah, for sure. I uh, got a lot of giant slander. You know, I don't mean to slander, and there's a couple of uh, people who definitely agreement with me about the Giants. Um, and them not being great. So that's, I think that's the Giants are good, and I think they got better, and I think their coaching staff is very talented, and I think they could easily steal one in Buffalo. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that there, there's always a game every year, the Bills, where they come out and just are flat, and I, that's the one I – Okay. That's, yeah, I that's, okay. Josh Allen hasn't lost on Sunday Night Football. Um, but what's interesting, I don't think that's where you ca- – you catch Josh – that's why I hate the 1 o'clock game. You catch him flat and the team flat in those 1 o'clock games. The Jags game the year prior – the Jets right. game last year, you catch him at those one o'clock time slots. Uh, you catch him flat, that heat game down in Miami, one o'clock game. I don't love one o'clock games because that's when you catch him prime time, thinking about it all day at home in front of your crowd, prime time, Josh, some of the most touchdowns in playoff history, him and the Mahomes right now uh, to start their career. They're just good in prime time. Um, and they're just not as hyped. It's just natural. They're just not as hyped one o'clock against a random uh, divisional opponent. It's just, it's just not going to be good. Uh, so that's kind of my opinion on the situation. The Chargers game, I agree with everything you said on that one, so we're in agreement with you. I just think that they got to prove it to me. I like the receivers a lot, Quentin Johnson, Williams, and Keenan Allen. I think that's a pretty good three-pack. I like Josh Palmer a lot behind them. Jalen Guyton has a little bit of oomph on the outside as a speed receiver. Um, you know, they got Darius Davis in the fourth round this year, a guy I kind of liked a little bit. Um, later in the draft, it took him a little early, took him in the fourth, but he was a guy I was watching, um, like in the shorter range. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting one, but ultimately outside of that passing attack, I don't love a lot of this, this roster. I think that they've struggled, you know, they struggled on defense. They struggle to stay healthy. Yeah, defense. Uh, it's, 
yeah, without, I mean, they have good players there. They don't right. bring backs together, like Cleo Mack, Kenneth Murray Jr., Eric Kendricks, kind of over the hill, Joey Bosa. Like, that front seven should get it together. Kind of their down linemen aren't great, though, and Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Morgan Fox isn't the world's best three. Um, and then their, their secondary is just known to get absolutely torched by Tua. So, it, to me, it's just not – it's not that great of a, of a roster. Uh, I like Asante Samuel Jr. a lot and Derwin James, but behind that, um, you know, they definitely have some secondary issues in the other two or three spots that they play. So, I have the Bills winning this game late in the year, and who knows where they – if the Chargers – what are they competing for? I haven't taken care of the Patriots the next week. I don't think that team's going to be very good. Easily the last team in the division. Lastly, at Dolphins, um, one seven. We'll see if it matters. Do you think Tua gets it done in Miami to push them in the playoffs? Where Where do you see the game at season ending? One seven against Miami. Yeah, so I'll just wrap it up with like the division talk. I think the Bills finish five and one um, in the division. I think they're going to sweep Miami. I think they sweep New England. I think they go one and one against the Jets. So. I think they're going to win this one, you know, later in the year. They're not going to be dealing with the heat. I mean, injuries are obviously going to be a big factor in this one. How healthy are they going into this one? Both sides of the ball. I think Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard are, are very good players, but they're, they're also getting older. Xavier Howard had a down year last year. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident the Bills win five, drop one, um, and they sweep the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are very talented. I mean, I'm not going to lie that they're scary. When I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. you want to go back to that discussion earlier with, like, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I might have over A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, but that's for another day. I, I think they're a really good team. They got a – Javon Holland's coming into his own as a player. They got good good guys all around the roster. So, um, I'm excited to see it. But I think the Bills get it done. Okay, so you have them five and one. You have them three and one in the NFC East, right? Is that right as well? Um, yeah, I have three and one in the NFC East. Yep, they have. Um, I'm only losing to the Giants. I haven't beaten the Eagles and Cowboys. Okay, so I'm losing to the Eagles, but beating the Giants. Okay, uh, so eight and two. There combo. We both a combo eight and two. Where do you have them finish in total? Then where do you sit? I'm gonna go like I'm gonna go like uh, twelve and five, thirteen and four area. Um, there's gonna be uh, I, the. Uh, like the, the Broncos, Raiders, Commanders, I could see one. I mean, I could see them dropping one of the Eagles or Cowboys, one or the other. I could see that Chargers, Cowboys. That 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 stretch right there, Kevin, it's gonna be it's gonna be the make or break because not only are they playing at four twenty five like every game, um, but you're also playing just really good opponents. Um, and that's the stretch that just caught my eye. So I could see 12, 13 one team this year. Does that get them the one seed? I don't really think it matters at this point. They just need to play the best football. And if they play the best football when it matters in January, no one can stop this team. Um, got to get hot. Got to get a little hot. Got to get a little yeah. lucky. Got to get, gotta get some turnovers. Yeah. Yep. However you want to say it, maybe you'll luck into a one seed because that's kind of luck too based on how the other games play out. You control your business. You go 13 and four. That's where I have them. Need a little. You can't predict how the like how the Chiefs and the Bengals are going to finish their seasons, um, and you're just hopefully get the tiebreaker at some point somehow with the with that. So uh, that's that's kind of how I have the Bills wrapping up. But before we get into the final segment of the show, which is going to be what the Bills need to change to make the hump to make that luck to do what they need to do to get over, the show is brought to you by Sons of Erie. Get out there and check them out. www.instagram.com/sonsofeerie. They'll be dropping a brand new release. It's a great, great artwork. Beautiful. You have Jim Jim Kelly. You have Josh Allen. You have Bills Mafia, Sons of Erie. Brand new art. Jim Kelly has an endorsed copy of this. Uh, it's a it's a it's a really cool small batch design. So check it out. It's you know pretty cool for any man cave. I hope to have one here soon. 
check it out, www.sonsofeerie.com as well for their drop information coming at you soon. So, AJ, we have one last thing to talk about here today. It's what the Bills need to do to get back on, uh, to, to get back over the hump into the AFC Championship game and beyond. What do they need to do to, to finally curb this random AFC divisional round slumber? I'm going to stick with the defensive side of the ball. And I know, and I know the offense, the offense had its issues towards the end of the year last year. And I know that's a, that's a big thing, but you have Josh Allen and you have an upgraded offensive line and you got weapons. So figure it out. Um, The defensive side of the ball, it's about getting pressure on these elite quarterbacks. They have yet to do it. And when they have done it, it's been the regular season. Look what, look what Von Miller did last year against the Chiefs in the regular season. He was a huge factor in that game, got the sack on third down to get the ball back and had started the turnover, caused a turnover uh, for Tron Johnson to make another big play in a big time game. Um, you know, I just think that that's the big factor. AJ Apanessa, Boogie Basham. What's Puna Ford going to do? Is he really, is, you know, is he going to be the guy next to Daquan Jones or is he going to be that, you know, uh, a rotational player that kind of dies out like Tim Settler or Quentin Jefferson? You, you don't know. Um, the D line is the biggest question mark for me still, even with Von Miller. I just still don't know. Jordan Phillips, how much does he have left in the tank? Can he stay healthy? Ed Oliver, he's done it in flashes, but he's never done it consistently. Daquan Jones, he's been good, but he's not gonna be he's, he's not gonna make like the splash play. That that's what he's not gonna do. He's gonna be consistent. They need a guy that can get to the quarterback in big moments and big downs, third down. Um, and that's why I'm so keen on getting a pass rusher at some point. And Brandon Beans mentioned it several times in the in his press conferences the last couple of weeks that they want to and they're looking to add you don't think it's Shane Ray? You don't think it's Shane Ray? I mean, he I'm hasn't played in. <laughs> sure, why, why not? I mean, Von Miller probably recruited him because they played together. So that's hundred percent he did. Like, yeah, he said, "Let sign and let him get him into camp. Let's see if he can play on it." He's a practice squad guy that they're going to keep on the practice squad and see what they got. That's absolutely what Shane Ray is to see if 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 he even has that juice still. Right, it's going to be a Von project. You know, late in his twenties, he's not incredibly old. He's a guy that might be able to get it done. But I, AJ, they're look at the Melvin Ingram talk today, Justin Houston talk, like. They're getting signed. They're getting signed soon. And then obviously, you know, I've heard and I have it on good record. The Bills have reached out to Yannick Ngakwe. May or may not have had contracts declined from what I've heard because of incentives and everything else. I don't know exactly what's happened, but there's good talks at the defensive end position. They're, they didn't just go after, try to go after Yannick and either not re-engage and then just decide not to do anything at defensive end. I just don't believe it, especially with some good names still left there. Where does Frank Clark wind up? There, there's still plenty of defensive ends, and I do believe the Bills are absolutely adding one, just like they did Puna. The numbers for Puna and the timing worked out for him, but I do believe you'll see that timing play out maybe in June for that mandatory mini camp, maybe not until late July, early August during um, during the actual Bills training camp in Rochester. So, um, so I think that that's my opinion. Now, to my what I think the Bills need to do to take the hump. I think the offense needs to be more creative. Look, in in this in the in the season finale last year against the, the the snowy game against the Bengals, you were expecting the one of the best offenses with some of the best weapons to move the ball. Yeah. You're you're expecting that you're not going to shut them down. You're certainly not going to play 10-10 football against in these two offenses. So I do believe you're expecting them to score 21 to 28 points. And they did. Um a lot of people say well they stepped off the gas. I don't know that I necessarily believe that. I don't really maybe like the last fourth, like one of the last drives, it didn't matter. Sure. But for the most part, they played a 21 to 27 point football game on defense. It's a I would like to see them make a few more plays that, that kind of strange play on third and short where they're playing off 
that's due to the snow. They're trying to make sure there's no big plays. They're looking at Joe Burrow as um, somebody that they hope will, will force something or that they can get, you know, disguise their coverage. It didn't work clearly. And then Leslie Frazier had to answer for it. However, that there is some method behind the madness there. Uh, but defensively, the whole game was like, there was a couple of blown coverages. There was the one that they bid on that Jordan Poyer bid on that they tried to get him to throw in the middle of the field for an interception. He happened to just burn them uh, early on in the first quarter. They deferred. I wouldn't have deferred in that game. So there's a couple of different decisions that I would have made differently. Defensively wasn't great. They were without Von Miller. They were without Daquan Jones. They were without Micah High. They were with a banged up Jordan Poyer. At some point, there's just, besides their linebacking core, which is all pro, there just wasn't enough players uh, at, at a playoff caliber. Besides like Greg Rousseau and uh, rehabbing and Trey White, there just wasn't enough players defensively against uh, a prime time. And once Daquan Jones was inactive, you know, you're playing with a hurt Jordan Phillips. There just wasn't anything there, AJ. It just wasn't that. By the end of the year, it wasn't that good of a unit. It just, just personnel-wise, it really wasn't. Um, and I think that that's corrected this year. I'm very interested to see Dorian Williams, what he can do. Uh, and if he wins the middle linebacker job, I am interested in that. He's comps, his physicality, his wingspan, his read and react. A lot of those things show that he can play middle linebacker in this league. And I'm interested to see if being downplayed that and at, at where if he'll line up day one starting middle linebacker because he has the, the height, weight, speed of Roquan Smith, of everybody else that plays middle linebacker besides Tremaine Evans. So, He's just the same height. That's just a common misconception. We, but we were so focused on height this offseason between the slot receiver and middle linebacker. We kind of lost positional archetypes of, of the new NFL. So we went opposite, that, Kev, too. Like we went, we went with like a, a six foot five slot option. Yeah. And, then, and yeah. Then like a, we're probably going to go roll with like a six foot one linebacker. So like we went the opposite of what the norm, like a slot don't receiver find, is a smaller guy. So. Don't you find with being sad? Like I don't, like I don't know. He doesn't usually do this either, just like he did with Vaughn. He doesn't usually say like, we wanted to get different there at that position. We wanted guys who could match up better with running backs. That was like a little bit interesting to me. That yeah, like, he, said, he, didn't he said a little to, more He didn't need to say thought. that. Right. He didn't need to say that. He could have just been like, yeah, great player. We hope to refill him with Dodson or whatever, whatever coach speak you wanted to have. He went like a little bit further than that, which was kind of interesting of like, didn't have value that high. Certainly not on top of a guy that we can potentially have cover of slot receivers, which admins could and running backs and a little bit more of those speed options. So that was pretty interesting to me. I mean, Dorian Williams is really fast. I think he might've always been the plan, AJ. Like that's my opinion. I think the bills knew they were going weapon. They clearly like Brandon Bean will admit it. Probably offensive line, which they did do. I think they felt probably pretty good about the second round offensive line and proved to be true. They, they said that was a, a dream one, two scenario, which I have to, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to buy, not sell that comment. I do believe that that's true. That getting Torrance or John Michael Schmitz or anyone were there. I think that that's a good day. Um, and, and, and then they knew in the third round, that was their preferred guy. I don't think it was overshown. I don't know how much they really liked Simpson. I believe that they liked the four, four, nine. They liked the athletic profile. They liked what he could develop into. And they felt like they had enough options there. It's an interesting way to look at it. Like, because Bean goes live, he goes, they took Overshone? Okay, they took the other one, which was interesting to me. Like, either the other one meant, like, they were debating between two, or the other one meant, was like, good, they picked the other linebacker. Um, so that was a pretty interesting tell to me. But, AJ, I think defense aside, 
I need the offense to be more creative. I need to see Don Kincaid more in 11 and a half personnel. I need to see him win in the slot. I need to see what defenses are going to do to adjust. Are they going to throw a linebacker, a safety? How are they going to adjust against him uh, in this scenario? Um, so that's, that's key to me. What's Khalil Shakir going to do? They, they gave him a vote of confidence by not drafting a slot, a true receiver slot. Uh, so there's going to be some packages that have Khalil Shakir in there. So that's really interesting. Uh, so we'll see what he's able to do. But ultimately, and then does Shorter find a role? I think that all, he's going to be a camp favorite. He's going to play special teams. Right. It's going to be interesting to see what he's able to do. And then that's not mentioning Hardy and Sherfield. I do believe the unit in general is better. That's for sure. The tight end unit's better. The receiver unit's better. We'll see about the running back. Does James Cook take another step? Um, is I mean, they love Latavius Murray, clearly by the guaranteed money. They like what Harris can do. Are those two better than Singletary? I think so. And then they still have Hines for Hines is an even, even, even deal there and a good kick return and punt return game now too. So the offense is set up and the interior is, I don't care who you are, undebatable world's better. Like turnstile Roger Saffold, you have a, 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 a guy that has never allowed a sack in, 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 in uh, Osiris Torrance. You have a potential really great replacement and a really great pass blocker in McGovern. That offensive line is going to just, and then a healthy Brown, it's just naturally going to be better. And, and, and lines underneath Aaron Cromer are always better in year two ever, every year that he's coached. Um, so, AJ, what do you got for me about uh, offense? Yeah, so Anthony Cover One um, put a great tweet out. And, and this is what I would, would have said about the offensive side of the ball when it comes to what I think they need to do to take that next step to get to the Super Bowl or, you know, get further than the divisional round. And that's the red zone efficiency from Allen and Dorsey. So in 2022, um, Allen's red zone efficiency, out of 37 qualifying quarterbacks, he was 36th in EPA, so second last quarterback, negative 20, 15th in positive play percentage, first in interception percentage, 29th in completion percentage, and 35th in passer rating. So just across the board, just like not good. Like just not good. Um, Just absolutely terrible. But when you compare that to 2020 with Brian Dable, or 2021, but I just did 2020 for the sake of this exercise, out of 37 qualifying QBs in the red zone, he was eighth in EPA, 15th in positive play percentage, tied for last in interception percentage, Zero, no, no picks the whole year. Eleventh in completion percentage and sixth in passer rating. So that's that's the telling sign for me. Allen and Dorsey have to figure it out inside the twenty. The issue last year wasn't from the twenty to twenty. It was inside the twenty yard line. Allen, you know, he caused too many turnovers down there. There was too many blunders on the offensive side of the ball in important moments. And the problem with that, on the flip side, when those moments happened the defense couldn't get a stop. So it's not it's not even that it was just one thing happening. It was also the defense was struggling to get, you know, stops on the flip end. So I think being more efficient in the red zone, it was so bad last year. And when I saw that stat, when I saw Allen's, you know, advanced analytics inside the red zone compared to what he was from the 20 to the 20, um, it's just insane to me. And I think that's the biggest thing that the Bills are going to have to work on is just being more efficient in the red zone, scoring touchdowns, and not turning the ball over. Okay. I agree with you. The red zone is a huge focus. I think they did whatever they could with Kincaid. Definitely a red zone. Could Shorter play a role in the red zone? Can Shakir figure it out down there? I mean, I, I love these these options. I think that they got a little bit better across the board um, on offense. And it's going to be huge this season to be more creative. I think that 11 and, pers- 11 and a half personnel is going to trick a few teams that I'm not sure how to match up with that. 
And then if you have, you know, even if you, depending on who you have in the game, it's going to be tough with who you're matching up with whom, who's going to be on Knox, who's going to be on Kincaid, you know, Diggs and Davis. Um, you know, so it's going to be an interesting, the Bills, could the Bills run out of that set, which they very well could with Latavius Murray or, or with Damian Harris, even James Cook in those situations, and then even spread James Cook out. Now you have a, you're out in 12 personnel with some true pass options. It's very unique to be able to have the two tight ends, James Cook, the two receivers in your 12 personnel. Uh, it's it's going to be tough to defend if they can utilize it right. So the creativity is going to be really important because it's going to be hard to cover those five in a, and Josh Allen in those situations. So it's going to be fun if they can figure it out. I think they wanted to last year and OJ Howard just, he's not even in the league anymore. That's how fallen off he's had in 12 months. Uh, right. So he's had a difficult 12 months. He got paid $4 million, which to a tight bills caps. I mean, that would have been the most the bills paid to, to reach to, to pay someone this specific year. Uh, that would have been, you know, more than Hardy. That would have been more than most of their signings were this year, Puna Ford. Um, so that $4 million wasn't just free money. Uh, that was, that was a, a very calculated play that the bills weren't, uh, you know, we're hoping to get the player. Kevin, what changed like 2020 his, his, I mean, and I'm just going to use interception percentage for example, 0%. Okay. And then he was the worst. He was wor- the worst this year. So the only thing that was, you know, different when I, when I look at it, Diggs was still there in 2020. Gabe Davis mm-hmm. was still there in 2020. The thing that was missing last year was Dable, a slot option. Slot and, option. And, and, a, and a probably a, uh, 2020 offensive line was probably a little bit better than this 2022 version. Um, so those three things, you got to figure out the offensive line, which I think they've done on paper. They've figured out the slot option with Kincaid, hopefully with that 11 and a half personnel. So, you know, whatever that is. And then you still have Diggs and Davis who are good red zone options. And then you just have to, you know, figure out what, with the Dorsey and Allen thing going on, what do they have? They got to, they got to figure it out. Um, and those, those are the only three things that changed. Diggs was there in 2020 and he was there in 2022. Uh, you still have your best option. So that interception percentage to me is just absolutely absurd. And it's got to, it has to be figured out. You're not going to win playoff games in January, turning the ball over like that. You're not. Yeah. I mean, I think it's some luck, some, some people, some not in sync, some a little bit of lack of creativity and then no slot option. I mean, it's it's truly a little bit of combo of all of some options. In or there. a line play, like, lack of run game. Yeah, or <laughs> a little bit of lack lack of lack of a line play. I think that you're right. The offensive line wasn't great, but even at times in those in those 2020 stretches, they were. I mean, Daryl Williams was a usable player then. Right. Um, so so it wasn't a it was a it was a usable decent unit. That was his best um, year, probably as a Bill was 2020. I mean, yes. he was he he got a he he rewarded himself a contract, didn't he? I mean, he got paid. <laughs> At some point, he got paid good money to uh, to be the. It didn't work out because he got old and he kind of lost his legs there for you know a second. But he was supposed to be. He was going to be like a two or three year tackle, but it just didn't work out that way. Yeah, Daryl Williams, you know, got paid. Um, you know, so you know at that st- at that stretch, you know, what were you looking at with you know Mitch Morris is probably full strength. You know, what were you looking? What kind of Deion Dawkins was there? I mean, I just think all around that the right. unit was was much maligned last year and just just had some 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 pure issues. I think that's um, but I think that's also kind of too what Roy said, Josh being careless. I think that also has to do with it. Yeah, he's playing you mean that one stretch, especially in the middle of the year, he's playing MVP ball. You know, prior to his injury, he's trying to play MVP ball. Um he's trying to get the numbers. You know, he he realized that throwing a pick there doesn't really matter. He's gonna get it back. Uh, and we saw that mentality against the Dolphins early on the season where whatever, you know, at some point we're just going to score, which they almost did like four times and didn't. 
you saw that against the Jags the year prior, where it's like, whatever, like at some point we're just going to go down and win the game, which they do do against, you know, you saw it against Detroit. You've seen it in other games where they, they can just do that and just turn it on and, and get it done. They did it against the Dolphins later on. Um, you know, they did hold on to do what they need to do against the Jets the second time in that crazy, those crazy elements. So there's, there was plenty of, of issues last year offensively, especially later in the year post-injury. But that injury regression was real. Like he was yeah. relying, he was trying to rely more on decision making than than you know overthinking it, I should say, than than his normal play style. There was definitely, I mean, post, I mean, post post Vikings game, really, it just was much different. Where he really wasn't even supposed to play in that game. Uh, the Bills almost stole one in a game where they were going to have to go case Ke- uh, Case Keenum. An original diagnosis was at least two weeks, um, and it ended up being no weeks. So you know, the Bills ended up doing what they needed to do to get it done, but um, not, not late in the year. And that was a struggle. Well, the bills pick it up plenty of blame to go around last year, but AJ, that offense seems to be more creative. It's more versatile this year. There's no doubt about it. They're better on the weapon front. They're better in the offensive line front. Um, the healthiness of their defense makes them better on defense in many aspects. Puna Ford coming another pass rusher couldn't, could elevate that, that unit. Uh, so, Another year of Kyrie, another year healthy for Trey. Don't forget they're out Trey for a majority of the year. Yeah, so there there is some definite benefits to you know a high Poyer, White, Karen Johnson, Kyrie Elam secondary, which at full strength is is, is really good. So it's going to be interesting if Kyrie can make that step. If he does, that's a great secondary, which could totally turn around the defense offensively. Kincaid, McGovern and Osiris Torrance can turn around the offense to uh, help them with that. That Damien Harris is, is by all accounts as good as Singletary. Many metrics are pretty close adding mm-hmm. in Latavius Murray. The offense is just as good and better than they were last year, AJ. So that's the key to success being creative, utilizing that 11 and a half personnel. And like you said, getting back on track defensively and confusing uh, offenses and being more aggressive. So pressure, pressure. being aggressive. And that, pressure. Yeah. That's the big thing. I think you'll see that this year. And we're forgetting one final step of the defense, Taylor Rapp. What is he going to be able to add to the equation? And just like what Kincaid can do on offense, Rapp can do on defense coming down in the box with three safety looks, with big dime, with any of the combinations, you know, coming down in the box as the third linebacker at times, running more of a base with Taylor Rapp in there, just in case they're throwing out of it. You can trust Rapp in coverage. Maybe you can't trust your third linebacker in coverage. So that's why it's beneficial to have someone like Rapp in there in a dime, in a four, three look. So that's what I believe. And by, by all accounts, what I've been told from inside the locker room that rap has been in pretty much a starters role. So it's going to be interesting to see how that's like Taron Johnson, how that's going to play. Is he coming in the box as, as an extra safety uh, corner? Uh, it's going to be linebacker. So it's going to be an interesting kind of puzzle to, to puzzle this all together. And they're going to be able to defend out of that and, and cover the pass really well out of base defense. That's the theory. So, and then play a little bit of robber too. So with all that being said, AJ, we really appreciate everybody tuning in to keep this one right at about an hour and 10 minutes. So appreciate everyone tuning in today. Mm-hmm. Got Ant coming up later here, right at the nine o'clock hour. We have the whole crew coming back next week. We're going to talk a little bit more, probably break down more mini camps, more OTAs, talk more specific individual play next week and a couple other topics that we have on fold. As always, the show is brought to you by Sons of Erie. So get out there, check out their new design drop. But that's going to wrap it up for us here on the Going Deep Podcast by the Cover One Sports Network. Kevin Masseri, AJ Sabolski, really appreciate everyone tuning in today. And we'll catch you all right here as we're getting closer to the season, 7 o'clock on Tuesdays. We'll catch you guys soon.
Josh Allen, looking deep, going deep. To me, talking about the Bills, what else would you rather be doing? We're hoping to add a, a new dimension to the Cover One Network. Slings it deep down field, Right now, I just want to talk about this championship level. I've never had a championship caliber team to talk about. I want to focus more on the storylines each week. What are the big stories going on with the Bills? What are uh, thoughts, commentary? How do these things impact Buffalo? Deep drop. Deep throw. And it is pulled in for the touchdown. Allen deep to the end zone and caught for a touchdown. Play action. Deep downfield. open. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.